92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stunning host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Yeah, welcome to 336. That's right. 336. Yeah. So, I uh, I continue to make progress in my little closet setup. So, I was able to get my camera aimed properly this time. I was able to adjust the lights a little bit. So, the closet setup's coming together. Nice, nice. And once yeah. that closet setup is perfect, you would probably you'll probably move to another spot. So. Yeah, I'll, yes, uh, uh, yeah. I'm living with mom and dad now, so they're here for the month of October. So yeah, once November, once we hit November, I'll probably move out of the closet because I'll have the condo to myself. Right. So that is correct. All right. Well, we got to. Um, we we teased last week that this week we'd be going back and looking at our bold predictions. Yeah. Yeah, Orioles season. Uh, so this is going back to you know after spring training before the regular season. We <laughs> shouted out some bold predictions. Josh yeah. shouted out some win totals. So did you? The zany one tried to like talk reason to us, and we yeah time for it. The, the zany one was visiting us, and uh, might have been the most reasonable on the episode. Yeah. yeah, I um yeah I definitely took a bunch of notes going back and listening today to prepare for it, but uh. You know what my big note up in the corner of my sheet is? What's that? It has nothing to do with predictions. Mm, are you talking about the segment at the end of the show? <laughs> yes, that we recorded this show on March 30th. And it wasn't the first time. It apparently had been a few times we had this discussion because it was wasn't for an update. It wasn't the PS5 story. It was a PS5 update on oh, March update. 30th. Yeah. So here we are on uh, October 19th, and I am still giving PS5 updates. And I remember, like, Josh, a year ago or whatever it was, enthusiastically was like, I got this good update. The, the update. The update going on for the next, you know, eight months. The update. If you go back and listen to our March thirtieth uh, bold prediction episode, the PS five update is he's bringing them over after the show. Yep. <laughs> and here we are, October nineteenth, and I'm still waiting. I texted him tonight, and he said, "I think I'll have them tonight." He ain't having them tonight. Maybe I might. guarantee. Might. I guarantee. He won't. I'll see him tomorrow and give him a hard time. Um, because we're, what's driving me crazy is I have to go back and look at real dates. Because I hid it from you for a while before giving you the PS5 update. Right. So I'm somewhat confused because of how, how the timing works out. But uh, this, yeah, I mean... I mean, we don't need to make this whole episode, but this is one of the most insane stories I've ever heard. It about. is. It's ridiculous. Where you give this guy money, he says he's going to have it. And then for months, he has this excuse where he says he's going to yeah. bring it tomorrow, bring it tomorrow. And this goes on for months. I like, scream you along. <laughs> and I've never heard of a thing like this before. Um, 
I am very blessed that I have had really bad things happen to me over the past 10 months and really good things happen to me that I don't even have to worry about the PS5. Yeah. There's so much other stuff going on in my life that I don't really care. Yeah. I would love to have a PS5 to play, yeah. um, but I don't care. I've got good stuff going on in my life now. I got through the bad stuff, so the PS5, who cares? Well, the part that makes me wake up at 2 a.m. and just chuckle to myself. <laughs> the excuses. Well, no, Josh, is the fact that you generously gave me your PS5, knowing uh-huh. that you would get these PS5s. Yeah. I play mine like once a week. I'm not even yeah. into it. You were much uh-huh. more into it than I would be. I know. And yet I'm sitting there having it, and you still don't have I your saw, PS5. That makes me chuckle sometimes. I know. I saw a commercial during the Ravens game that there's a new Call of Duty game coming out, I guess, in November or something. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. I hope I have a PS5 then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what makes me chuckle is that I was able to go through a divorce in faster time than (laughs) than get a PlayStation. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, it's pandemic. Everything moves a little bit more slowly. There's, I've heard bottlenecks as far as, um, you know. Yeah. Supply mm-hmm. and chain stuff. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All that. All those ships off the coast of California are having better luck than this guy. Yeah. Well, maybe that. I'm looking forward to that being his next excuse. It's somewhere. <laughs> it's somewhere it's on the somewhere Pacific. Off the coast. They they just need space to to put it on the dock or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he, the excuses. I think we've ran out of them. Mm-hmm. So it might be, might be next. Yeah. I don't know. But there's your, P, there's your PS5 update PS5. for the week. No, we don't have to get to it at the end. We'll hit it up at the top. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, All right, before yeah. Before we get into our revisiting our bold predictions and um, and how we should have listened to Burt Rohde, yeah. um, thoughts on uh, Ravens game? Have you been watching the MLB playoffs? Let's touch on this stuff a little yeah. bit. Uh, I, uh, on the Ravens whooping up on the on – the, um, Big statement game for the Ravens. Charges, big yeah. statement game for the defense. And, I mean, I get the Ravens are beat up more than any team in the NFL. They got the most people on injured reserves and all that, most injuries. Um, big statement game coming in with the Rams. They were favorites, but only by two points. So to really just shut down Herbert, who has looked great this season, is a real yeah, big statement game. Uh, what did I say, the Rams? You said the Rams. I should just say it's Los California Angeles. Teams, yeah. I get them both confused because they're both blue and yellow. They're both from Los Angeles. Yeah. And they're both, like, up-and-coming teams. I can never remember if it's Los, called the Los Angeles Chargers, San Diego Chargers. I feel like uh, going all Angels, the California, Anaheim. Right, they should California, be the Los, right, the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's fun. I liked Herbert's comments of, hey, we watched a bunch of film on the Ravens, and they did a bunch of stuff we didn't see. That's good to hear. It's nice when you have the defense. It, it reminded me of the old Ravens defenses, so it was fun. Yeah, Did you, I don't know if the Ravens' defense is good or not. I mean, what happened uh-huh. against the Colts? Right. We, our defense was terrible, and then we looked great against the Chargers. You also have the Chargers coming from the West Coast with the 1 o'clock game, all that stuff. And I felt like... I don't know how much to make of it. Yeah, because well, I felt like every game up to this point, like the Ravens struggled and then got hot in the, in the second half. And this game, it seemed like everything clicked the entire game, which was new for the Ravens this year. Yeah, well, if you look at betting lines, if you care about it, yeah. two and a half point, that's kind of a little bit of a smack in the face to the Ravens because three points should be home field advantage alone. So you're saying True. in a neutral field, the Chargers are favorites against the Ravens. Right, right. Historically, that would be very surprising because yeah. but the, the Chargers struggle in the Ravens' history of success. But yeah. you're right, because of how the Ravens have played up until that point, just kind of barely getting by with some fortunate breaks. Right. Um, but, yeah, that was this was the most impressive win. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think the whole NFL weekend was pretty good. I mean, Monday night, the Titans showing us that Buffalo is beatable, that they're not a, this perfect team that no one can beat. Um, I think the Ravens' run game looked best, better than it's looked all year, and none of these guys were on the team at the beginning of the year. So yeah. that's good. Um, and Bateman being back, yeah. Bateman, yeah, I'd like to see more from Bateman. But, yeah, it's nice to have him back on the field. Um, you didn't watch the game, did you? No, I didn't see any of it. <laughs> I thought so. I saw, I heard you went to the White House looking. Yeah, it's we it's tough to with the kids. Grace. I know that. We went apple picking in Aberdeen and then Habit of Grace to go Lighthouse. You know, we went apple picking on Sunday. I just had to get to the house with the kids. We, we, we picked some apples. And sometimes you don't realize, Josh, when you go out there and you start picking apples, 
you're just having a good time. My kids can pick them, and you know, we're having fun at bags. And then all of a sudden, we're walking back, or we're on the hayride back. And then I realized I got two bags just full of apples. Yeah, that's what you do. And then you get up to the register, and they're like 50 bucks. 50 bucks for apples? Green apples or red apples? It was a mixture. <laughs> we just had like okay. these two huge full ba- bags of them. We made, I made applesauce. I've made apple, uh, what did I make tonight? Apple crisp. I bought some caramel. We're eating apples all at the ears. And we do still have, have tons of apples. That do you I have? Really bought way too many apples. <clears throat> and now I'm drowning in apples. And it was a huge mistake. Do you have a food dehydrator? No. You should get one of those. I, um, that's my favorite thing is I have the thing that you spin, put the apple in and you spin and it slices it into like thin slices. And then you put, and then I cut that and put it in the de whatever it's called. And it, uh, you know, it makes them into like apple crisps, right, like freeze dried. Over dried. I don't like over-dyed. any of those. Over dried. 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 And Josh just left. So glad Josh got his internet up and running and fixed. That's good to see. Leave me all here alone to talk about a Ravens game I didn't watch because I pulled a Zane in my apple picking. Hey. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The internet here dropped out or something. Or the camera's acting weird. I don't know. It flipped to the other camera in here. So. Uh, but. But. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I pulled a Zane one and, and went apple picking. Um, and Harvard Grace, by the way, and I'm also one who, when I was in Harvard Grace looking, we went to lighthouses because that's what me and the kids do. We go to different lighthouses. Yeah, but that's cool. Every time I see someone in a Ravens jersey, I find myself judging them like, dude, it's two o'clock. You're wearing a Ravens jersey and you're over here looking at a lighthouse. Like, what's wrong with you? And then I realized, like, I'm too that person where I'm going to be a yes. Ravens fan, but here I am on Sunday. They play once a week and I'm, I'm here hanging out with the kids. Uh, you know. Uh, Right, um, but yeah, but also, oh, I'll tell you this: yeah. the uh, Ravens game was the local game down here in Jacksonville. Mm. So I watched it on regular yes. CBS, which was really nice until the third quarter when CBS decided this game sucks. We're flipping to another uh, game. So I then I had to go to the end. I thought they had to wait till the game ends. No, if the game's a blowout, they can flip anytime they want. Apparently, yeah, I was. They flip to some of them on my phone because you know you get on the game on your phone. So yeah, watch Yeah, so. Yeah, so they flipped games, and then I had to go to the NFL ticket to get the rest of the game. Fine. Not that you care. Um, but, yeah, good Ravens game, good football weekend. Um, Bengals this weekend. So yeah, hopefully this this continues. Two, right, in our division. Mm-hmm. So it should be an interesting test. I mean, the Bengals, to me, I don't want to hear anyone talk about the Browns anymore. Can we not? The Browns stink. They just got blown out um, by the Cardinals. I I feel like every year people are talking about the up-and-coming Browns. Get out of here. Browns stink. I'm done talking about them. I don't even care about them. They're irrelevant to me. Um, so the Bengals, uh, to me, it's a Ravens versus Bengals division. Yeah, and the Ravens clearly have control of it. The Steelers looked good on Sunday night. Against Geno Smith. True, true. It was Geno Smith. Never mind. You're right. Geno Smith looked good. Yeah, I think this is a two-team oh, yeah. race. I think Cincinnati yeah. looks really good. Um, that that Jamar Chase wide receiver for them is a stud. Um, their quarterback's good, so yeah, I think it's going to be a, a Cincinnati Baltimore. Um, yeah. So which and let's hope Kansas Sunday's game big, right? Because we could be fighting with them for the yeah. spot in the division. Agreed. So, and let's hope Kansas City continues to struggle like they've been this year. The playoffs started today; they wouldn't be in there, and we wouldn't have to deal with. Them. Is that the team that makes you you're the most scared of? Are you more scared of the no? Team I'm the Buffalo. Best? No, the Bills. That scares you the most. Do, yeah, yeah. Do we play the Bills this season? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we do. Yeah, it wasn't pretty in the playoffs last year. So you still have the Ravens schedule posted. I'll have to put that up in the closet, so I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But speaking of knowing what you're talking about, we made some amazing uh, predictions back in March. Do you want to get to that? Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's go there. Let's. Um... Uh, oh, do you need the intro? Is that what you're waiting for? Usually, I was gonna you're gonna hit that bold predictions button. Time now for bold predictions. 
I, I, I didn't know if it was going to work in the closet. Glad I got this it working. fall under our bold predictions category, but we just talked about wins. It should have been under our bold predictions. It should have been. The whole episode was basically bold predictions. Uh, bold predictions is another way to say stupid things. So yes. Okay. I, I predicted so, um, 79 wins, like a fool. Yeah, you're a fool. How many wins did the Orioles have? Not 79. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you remember the total? No, it was, I mean, it was... 50, 52. How many? It was 52. Oh, yeah. 52 wins, yeah. Um, good enough for the worst record in baseball. Yeah, I um, I predicted that the Red Sox would be in last place. Yeah, you were you were and trashing the two I was trashing the Red Sox. <laughs> were the Red Sox and... The and the Astros, yeah, that's a note here too. I said, you pooed them. I said, I said the Red Sox would be in last place of the division below the Orioles, and I said Houston is not a playoff team. I said the Angels or Oakland have a better chance than Houston. So wrong, so many. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I also said 78 wins, which is closer to the 52 than your 79. But um, we were. Uh, we were out of control last March. Well, you know, it, we really went in hopeful based on spring training. <laughs> well, based spring training and based on 2020, when we were only 10 games under 500, yes, in the abbreviated season, we started really well, yeah. and we were around 500 for a good portion of that season, albeit a yeah. certain season. But so, yeah, I agree. So, we were so, I think, also like just zoned in to. To spring training, and I was also like, like we'll get to some of our vote predictions, but I thought like Adley was coming. We thought young kids were I coming. These projects are coming. But yeah, a lot of them didn't come. Um, yeah, so I, we, I was wrong there. Um, All right, but but Bert, who was not, we joked about Bert because he wasn't paying any attention to spring training. He yeah. wasn't paying any tutorials. Yes. And he was able to tell us, like, we're fools. And I was, and we were like, no, Bert, but, we've been watching spring training. Right. into this. The Orioles are yeah. going to be better than a lot of people think. Yes. Bert's like, shut up. This is the ALE. We said. The Yankees, the Blue Jays, yeah. just the Red Sox, the Rays. They're just going to destroy us every single night. Right. And and Bert was right. Yeah, Bert was right. Now, Bert, um, Bert uh, did not give us a number. But he did definitely talk us all, try to say we were crazy. He said below 60. He said below 60. So, all right, so he won the the record game. Um, But (coughs) he didn't give a number, so it doesn't count. Um, You and I were both very clear of, hey, the Orioles are going to surprise some people. We're kind of a year ahead of schedule of where we thought we were going to be. And uh, we were so wrong. Yeah, I guess you see this a lot with rebuilding teams where – I remember the Yankees a few years ago. I think it's true with the Astros, where you have this kind of rebuild plan, and then at some point these young players start coming up, and I feel like it happens quicker than most people are expecting. Because all of a sudden you go from being this really bad team to rebuilding to all of a sudden here's some young talent and you're winning again. And I feel like a lot right. of teams kind of peak early, and I thought, okay, well maybe the Orioles can peak early. But now, exactly. <laughs> now we got. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> This offseason is going to be interesting if they want us to come into next season happy and excited, yeah. uh, which I think I will be because I always drink the orange Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah now uh, I'm super pessimistic, but give me some spring training baseball. Yeah. And uh-huh. again. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Time now for bold predictions. All right. The first one I have on the notes is I jumped in with a bold prediction about Matt Harvey. Mm. First thing I wrote down in my notes is that I predicted Matt Harvey – is going to have a great year, and he is going to be in the conversation for comeback player of the year. Now, I admitted that Trey Mancini would just automatically get it, but that Matt Harvey would have such a good year that it would be hard to not discuss him in the, in the conversation. And um, Matt Harvey showed glimpses of excitement, but not a comeback player of the year. No, so I got that one wrong. Not even close. Though, I mean, the bar is really low, but in our case, right. he's one of our best pitchers. But, uh, I was going to say, he showed enough that we kind of welcome him back next year. Yeah. So that's more than you thought from him, but a lot less than I expected from him. Yeah, like I thought, I, I mean, because we were impressed. I remember we having conversations about him hitting like 96 miles per hour in spring training, right. and that excited us. Um, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was fine. Um, I don't know. I think and Bert's comment. Interesting question too. If 
Mike Elias' interest in bringing him back, I think, is an interesting question, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. We, uh, all right. You are you are up next with a bold prediction. Do you got? Do you remember what yours was? Uh, yeah, I don't know the order. Maybe I'm getting wrong wrong order here. But I said Ryan Mancastle would win the Rookie of the Year. Yes. Yeah. That and that was. Uh, that's pretty close. He was in contention. He was in contention. His his name was there. He had a slow start. <laughs> if he would have started off uh, April May like he did in June, he would have probably gotten wrong, it. Because he was hot in April. He was hot in March. I mean, he was he had a great yes. spring training. And I don't. I mean, they haven't right. announced rookie of the year, right? That comes, I think, during the World Series or after World yeah, Series. Yeah, but it's not. It's not going to be Mountcastle. Yeah, I'm. I'm be curious to see if he gets any any votes though, because he love or not. But uh, right. if you're making a list of top rookies, I think you can make a really good argument that he's you know top three, or at the worst, you know top five or six. Yep, but he I agree. Rookie of the year, and that was the prediction. And well, he he's not going to win rookie of the year, and that was the prediction. So that was wrong. right. And um, I jumped in and piggybacked because I also had a Mount Castle um, prediction, which was I said that he would hit – I'm trying to fix my stat thing. I, I said that he would hit 40 home runs mm. this season. Now, I don't think I'm totally off on this no. because just like you, he got 33, 33 home runs. runs. He got 33 home runs. That slow start, if he would have started up hot, hotter, and got, he could have gotten that seven more home runs. Yeah. So I, I I'm not I don't feel horrible about that though I was wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say none of our bold predictions said anything about Cedric Mullins. No, I don't know if he was we had, mentioned in the podcast at all. We he was not because at that time in March we did not see Cedric Mullins as an everyday outfielder. Yeah. We saw Austin Hayes, DJ Stewart, Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander. Yeah. So the fact that Cedric Mullins had an amazing year, uh, I know for months we talked about when's it going to fade. So yep. I will say that. Um, let's see. Here is a bold prediction that I got correct. Okay. I said that Chris Davis will have zero at-bats in no, 2021. Nailed and I nailed that one. <laughs> got it right. I said the injury was going to keep him out all year. Yeah. And that's what you happened. Didn't say end his career, but all year. I did not that's say end his career. Yeah, and I'm still starting my notes for what if, for the what if Chris Davis episode. Hmm. So we're gonna that's gonna be our first what if where we're gonna talk about what if Chris Davis uh, returns in 2022. No, no, we're gonna talk about different what if scenarios that would have made the Chris Davis contract worth it. So, um, my my next one, I think this is my next one. (laughs) About the ten out of thirty. Ten out of thirty. Uh, yes. 10 out of 30 prospects. Yes, 10, 10 out of 30. Yeah. I predicted that, you know, this is going to be a, a youth movement. And if yes. you look at the Orioles' top 30 prospects, 10 of those guys will make their major league debut for the Orioles. Yeah. Um, and going back and looking at that list. Um, we had more than 10 guys make their debut as Orioles, but not off that list. Yeah, I'm looking at the list. Um, I mean, not Adley, not Grayson, not Heston, not DL Hall. I'm looking for the list from last year. Or at the beginning of the year, um, you know, not Diaz did not make his appearance. Michael Bauman did. Um, Zach Lothar, I think, you know, had a cup of coffee. Um, Jemai Jones, Wells had a cup of coffee. McKenna played definitely a lot. Um, so I think I'm looking at maybe I'm missing a guy, but I think I'm looking at five. Right, maybe Tyler of your Gavin ten. Let's I think maybe so maybe six, um, <laughs> but not the guys you predicted. Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't mention any names. Um, okay, but whatever. Yeah, it didn't. It However, you got to justify the movement it. of all these kind of great young players. Even even the guys who no. didn't make an appearance. Like I thought, Lothar and Wells and these guys would pitch more than you know yeah. a cup of coffee. And that's really where I went. I think the most wrong in my seventy nine wins. I said between all these guys, between your. Bauman's and your Lothers and your Wells um, and your Bruce Zimmerman's and your Keegan Aikens and your Dean Kramer's. Like, we're going to find three or four competent pitchers in this whole group. And yeah. zero. We found zero competent pitchers in that group. Uh, right. So, so that was kind of the biggest dis- disappointment of 2021. And the reason why, the main reason, there's a lot of reasons, but the main reason my prediction was so off. 
Yeah, well, I got my next prediction right, and I kind of I found that the predictions I got right were more towards the negative side, like the Chris Davis has zero. My next prediction, year. yeah, my next prediction was that the Orioles would use more than ten different starters to get through the season, oh. and and I think we used like eighteen or something. It's ridiculous the amount of guys that started games. Oh. Now I said ten that were on the roster at that time. We had so many more come up that were not on the roster. You know exactly so when I started. How many people started right, games? Matt Harvey, John Means. This is, I'm going from game started, the most game started to the least amount of game started. <laughs> okay. So the right. ones are first. Matt Harvey, John Means, Jorge Lopez, Keegan Aiken, Bruce Zimmerman. That's crazy to me that. Well, that's our starting rotation. That, that was our rotation in April. Minus Aiken, because he, he started off in the minors. But. Okay. It's shocking to me almost that Keegan Aiken has the fourth most game started, and Bruce Zimmerman, who was hurt all year, has the fifth yeah. most game started. Like that is yeah. wild. Well, and Matt Harvey has the most. Yeah. And he missed the last month of the season. Yeah. Yeah, like only three pitchers had over twenty games started. It's wild. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's why you're all right. So you're up to five. Uh, yeah. Dean Kramer, Spencer Watkins, Alexander Wells, Chris Ellis. Zach Lothar, Tom Eshelman, Adam Plucko, Travis Lakins, Connor Green, Wade LeBlanc. Fifteen. Wade, Wade LeBlanc was on the Orioles this year? Yeah. Fifteen starting pitchers. Really, Wade LeBlanc? I have no memory of Wade LeBlanc being on this team. It was Yeah, he was on for... Um, one start. He was on for, for one start. Yeah, he was. Uh, what happened to him? Was he wow. or cut? I can't remember now. I, I think he must have gotten hurt. <laughs> I bet he got hurt. I don't know. He wouldn't have gotten traded. Um, that's so weird. Yeah. All right, so I predicted 10 different starters. We got 15 different starters. And unfortunately, like, no one stuck, which goes into your next prediction. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What well, I'm distracted now looking at Wade LeBlanc's. Okay. So, can we just look at <laughs> So, what's the Wade? Yeah, yeah. Share about Wade LeBlanc. February 3rd, Wade LeBlanc signed as a free agent, 2021. Yes. March 25th, he was released by the Orioles. So, yeah, we released him. Okay. Um, but wait a minute. March 26th, he was signed as a free agent with the Orioles. So, I don't forget exactly what happened there. Yeah. But released yeah, him. Yeah, money. Signed the next day by the Orioles. Then, May 4th, so something happened. He must have been released again because May 4th, he was signed as free agent by the Milwaukee Brewers. May 27th, okay. he was released. This is all this year. He was released by the Milwaukee Brewers. June 1st, four days later, he signed as a free agent by the Texas Rangers. Um, then, 15 days later, June 16th, the Texas Rangers released him. Then, June 17th, the next day, he signs as a free agent with the St. Louis Cardinals. So, just this year, between March... Okay. And June, he signed with one, two, three, four different teams. So when did he get start his start with Baltimore? Oh, was I mean he was, the, the, it, like the first week of the season? Yeah, it must have been the first week of the season. Yeah, okay. He say like he says they re-signed on March 26th, and doesn't say exactly when they released him again. Right, right. <laughs> That's weird. <Anyway. clears throat> All right, so that that's our Wade LeBlanc yeah, our Wade history LeBlanc in 2021. Yeah. All right, what was your next? All right, so you, uh, you're you up where you said five pitchers. You had a prediction about five pitchers. Oh, yeah, I was hating on some of these Zips projections. I was like, these Zips yes, you were. They think all the old pitchers you're, you're, are bad. Like, Zips is so dumb. Right. Zips, not zip. Right. You don't need to say Zips projections. You just say Zips. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zips. And I said, yeah, we talked about that last time. And I said, um, so I said four out of the five pitchers for the Orioles, um, bullpen or starter, would have an ERA under four or five yeah you said five five pitchers under four yeah. uh-huh. and one pitcher had yeah. an area under two <laughs> yes yes you did yeah. who did you say would have under two well i'll put i'll put it this way um just looking at uh ERA, mr deadfish pretty bad um where, where do you end there were one i mean cole salser amazingly had an area of 2.70 john means had an area of 3.62 and that's the list for guys with ERAs under four. So yeah, you yeah, you got, you got two. Yeah. <laughs> but but how about how about Caesar? Caesar Valdez, you said, would be under two. Yeah. So I, I, you yeah, were really excited that. about him in spring. Yeah, I said Caesar Valdez uh, would have an ERA under two. Um, that clearly was not the case, as he has an ERA 
um, of almost six at five point eight seven. Yeah. So I was way yeah. off on that. I mean, I thought I thought Tanner Scott would have a great year, have an ERA under under four. His ERA was you know well over five. Um, so all of it was was just really bad. Yeah. So yeah, I thought Dean Kramer. Was was, I thought Dean Kramer going into that last year. I thought Dean Kramer was our second best pitcher. I thought it was John Means then Dean Kramer. Uh, Dean Kramer ended, <laughs> ended with a record this year of 0-7 yes. and an ERA of 7.55. That's Dean Kramer's stat line this year. So that's just despicable. So, yeah, I was I got two. There was two pitchers. It's almost amazing on our crap team that we had two pitchers with ERAs under four. Like, where would yeah, we but be without two, John Means and Cole Saucer? Jeez. Right. Right. Two pitchers out of, like, 40 or whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, no, it's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. And then, I, then I believe we just had one more prediction where you and I made some made an Adley appearance prediction, which I find funny now looking back that in March we were pretty sure we would see Adley at some point this past year. And again, I think it's because we thought the team was going to play well, so you would bring him up in the shortened and season. I think, in the shortened season, Michael Elias was teasing bringing him up in the shortened season. Exactly. And so we and, thought, okay, this is and, the next year. He had the whole year at the Bowie facility. Um, right. And then as the season progressed, it became clearer and clearer that Michael Elias had no intentions of ever bringing no. him well, this year. Mm, I don't know. I mean, Adley proved himself all season at the minor league level. Every time he moved up, he progressed and he did fine. So I have no question he would have been fine at the major level, but there was no reason to bring him up because this team was so bad. There was it wasn't going to help him yeah. to be around losers. Yeah. So uh, you made a prediction of June 4th yes. is when we would see Adley Rushman. Well, you said June 3rd, but it was an off day. Yeah, so, so we gave you June, June 4th. 4th. Yeah. And I went with July 6th. And uh, clearly uh, we're both wrong. And um, you might, I know the way you are, you might hold out that same June 4th date for next well, year. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, last when we did the podcast last time, or, you know, for this you know, bold predictions. My mic cut, cut, cut out because I said June fourth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, right. Twenty twenty two. I saw that. I knew that was coming. Yeah. No. Um, so I still think we're going to see Adley possibly start the season in the majors, yeah. and if not, come up around June fourth. Yeah. I mean, my so. my prediction. I mean, I think it will happen in May at the latest. My prediction is going to happen mm-hmm. open today. If it doesn't happen, mine is today, too. I mean, May at the latest. Yeah, I think I think opening day as well, but I mean, so it was, the bold predictions weren't horrible. Mountcastle rookie of the year was close. Mountcastle home runs was close. Chris Davis zero hit at bats was dead on. Uh, Ten different starters was dead on. Uh, the prospects we saw a lot of prospects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing a bunch of prospects was dead on. Just yeah, so it wasn't horrible. Yeah. But uh, I think we can do better next year. I feel like we learned from this. We need to do more negative things. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. The negative podcast, the negative predictions definitely paid off. Yeah. Um, so look for how things could go wrong and focus on that. Where we focused on, all right, how things, what things nope. could go well. We got to focus yeah. on what could be a train wreck. And next year, I'm going on my bookie and I'm betting the under, no matter what That's it right. is. Betting the under. That's right. Even even though I'm going to go in positive and, and orange, I'm going to put my money on the under. Yeah. Even though every time I watch Carlos Correa hit for the Astros, I tell myself he's going to be the next All right. starting shortstop. All right. I wanted to talk to you about Carlos Correa. Correa. Do you think he could really end up over here? I think there's a chance. I mean, I mean, it's going to cost some money, but we've got some money. Yeah. I mean, the p- reason people make the connection, right, is because Michael Ice drafted him with the Astros. Right. Right. Um, so clearly, like he he liked him. Um, he is going to command a lot of money. He does have some injury stuff in his past, a little bit injury stuff, which mm-hmm. might actually make him slightly more, a little more affordable. Like not the most expensive shortstop on the market. Though yeah. It's still going to cost a ton of money. But at some point, Josh, you look at what the maybe the Padres are a bad example because of what happened at the end of the season for them. But at some point, you're going to need to get you know big name guys to fill spots. Shortstop yes. could be a hole for a long time for us. I know we got Jordan Westbrook coming, and I know we got Kobe Mayo coming, but those guys could easily slide to third or second mm-hmm. um, where we also no. have holes. It, we don't have a veteran, a true veteran presence on this team. 
So to have a leader like that at shortstop would be a huge thing for this team. Yeah, yeah. If you could, if you sign him and you sign some pitching, again, I'm all excited. I'm back in. Yeah, and even if you don't like sign the pitching this year, like if you just get Carlos Correa knowing, like, hey, listen, Carlos, we're not really ready next, next year. year, but like hop on board because next year we'll, you know, you know, and next year, the year after, that's that's what we're gonna go after. Um, I mean, I, I think you can make that argument, right? Um, he's only like he just turned 27, so he's still. I you could sign a seven-year deal and feel good about it. I feel like. Right. I hate using the Padres as an example because it hasn't worked for them yet. Yeah. But I think you do the same thing that they did with Manny, where they say, hey, uh, look at all these young prospects that we have in the wings. We want you to come over here and help lead this to a championship with these young guys. I think you make that same pitch. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I mean, I mean, he would just be really good. I mean, of course, he'd be good fit in the lineup. But I think he would just would be... You, you also need that, I feel like you need that, you know, high on base percentage, the, the good batting average, yes. hit, hits for power. Like, he does everything. He's just a great, mm-hmm. great baseball player. Um, right. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know if we're going to be, I mean, this is a question, right? Are we going to be more like the Oakland Athletics? Um, are we going to be more like, like, are we going to spend money, big time money on players? I hope so. We got to. Or, we got or, to. I, I mean, people do it. I mean, the Rays have done it for a long time. I, we're not going to be the Rays. Right. We'll spend more money than the Rays. Nope. But it also doesn't mean that we're going to be the Padres or the Yankees or the Red Sox, right? But I think we also – I think they also have to spend money to get people back in the stadium. And it means spending money to, to win games, get some guys you can market. You signed Correa, and there's some excitement in Baltimore again. Yeah, but – yeah. There's also – I mean, we're, we just now, next year – not really. Probably for the next twenty years, we're going to be paying for Chris Davis. So there's yes. still buyer's remorse fresh in our memory on our last huge deal, and Carlos Correa is going to be a huge deal uh, if we but, can make that happen. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, how many pitchers have we had buyer's remorse on? We're going to have to spend money on pitching. We're going to have to spend money on players. So hopefully, new regime. Michael Elias had nothing to do with Davis, and Michael Elias had nothing to do with Ibaldo. Hopefully, we can just look at and give Michael Elias uh, fresh eyes for some of this. Yeah. I mean, if we don't, and I think it's, listen, I would put our chance to signing someone like Correa, or Correa, I would, I would put it at like, I don't know, like, two, like 1% or 2%. Um, like, not impossible, but also. I'll, I'm not bad. I'll put it, no, it's like 10%. Really? I would say 2%. 10%. I don't know. I mean, the teams that are going to go out and could really use him. I'd say we're one of the top ten that could really use him. Sure. But the top so one or two I, or three, is, I think it's going to offer Yeah. We I mean, I think Mike, Mike uh, again, is still in the, like, out looking for deals. Um, I hope not. And, and that's what we don't know. And that's where – that's what we don't know. That's where Michael Elias hasn't really shared what he's thinking. Uh, he did make the comment about maybe spending some money this offseason to bring in some veterans. So maybe. But if, if – I think if, that was in reference to pitching, but still. Yeah, I mean, if we if – we, I mean, the pitching staff – and that's another thing too, right? Like if we spend all this money in Korea, the pitching staff has to be addressed because you can't go in and yes. year with what you have and, here. And that's one of the things we kind of got right in our bold predictions, just talking before we made predictions. We were saying this team is going to live or die by the pitching staff, that we believe this lineup can put up runs, but we don't know if the pitchers can hold back the other team to three, four runs each game. So I think we got that pretty right. We, had, we saw a bunch of games where the Orioles would score nine runs but lose. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we said and we correctly that the offense would be better than the pitching. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, if we're unable to sign Correa, I, I do hope there's a lot of maybe one-year deals for some of these guys, so then we can get another sh- shot at them next year. Like, the, let's just maybe these players get the long-term deal offers. So let's sign it. You know, do the Trevor Bauer I mean, thing where you sign a huge contract just for one year. Kind of everyone be great. for us. Wait for the Orioles. Give us one more year so we can and then go spend some money. I mean, yeah, that'd be great, but I don't really see that happening. I mean, that's why I think the Orioles need to sign long-term deals this year because you're not going to be able to wait until all your pieces are ready and then go out and sign all the players you want. you got to start signing this offseason. Yeah, and I think to also financially it makes a little bit of sense now before you're paying 
any of these young players, big money in arbitration, right? Like this is uh-huh. the time where you will have the most money, right? This year going forward. Correct. Um, yeah. So, right. Because the the Davis money is not changing this year or next year. It's the same. Yeah. So you can't say you're waiting for the Davis money to go away. Yeah. Well, it might go away a little bit, right? Like I don't know. Like isn't isn't it possible that some insurance covers some of that cost next year? I don't know how that works. I have no idea. You mean because he got hurt yeah. or something? I have no idea. Don't know. Haven't seen a bus hit him, so I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Well. well I mean, well, it's certainly going to be um, interesting to watch come, you know, November, December, January. Like, this is going to be a very interesting offseason in baseball for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Specifically for the Orioles, it should be really interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. Did you watch any of these playoffs, you... Josh? Not really. Okay. I'm seeing – I watched – you know what I did? Was it Saturday night? I watched the Houston game. Okay. I watched Houston come back. Um, here's the problem. The Dodgers irritate me. The Red Sox irritate me. The Astros irritate me. Um, so that's the my Braves problem right now. The Braves fans. Uh, I know many irritating Braves fans, but I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm a Braves guy right now. I'm gonna, I just have to be. All the other teams just irritate yeah. me. I I find myself kind of like the Dodgers a little bit, just because I like <laughs> Scherzer and Turner. Uh-huh. I think it's kind of fun for them. But yeah, I don't like anyone on their team. All right, this is this. I think this is a Florida thing. All right, and maybe it's Northeast Florida where I'm at. There's too many teams down here in the Southeast, so everyone down here always claims whatever team is winning. Hmm. It's like, oh, I've been a Tampa Bay fan my whole life, and now that they're out, I've been an Atlanta Braves fan since I was a kid. Hmm. And I, it's like. They cheer for. Uh, I've always wanted to see the Bucks win a Super Bowl, and now it's uh, the Jags and Trevor Lawrence are going to be good, and it's like uh, two and the Dolphins. It's there's too many teams down here, and everyone jumps on board whatever team is hot, and it's so irritating. Yeah, that's not how we roll up here. No, now college football they stick with their college football. They stick with the Gators. I get maybe that. that. Maybe but that's their with pro sports sport and all this stuff is just I, it is. Yeah. It is, because it is irritating how many, I swear these people that have told me that they're Braves fans have told me that they are uh, Rays fans earlier, and they're cheering for the Buccaneers for football, and they're cheering for the Braves for baseball. It makes no sense, except that you want to make sure that your team has all the championships. Yeah. So. It irritates me. I really struggle with these times. So game starts at 4 o'clock. I I really watch 4 o'clock game. I'm home from school, then I have the kids. And then the game starts at 8.30. These games are so long, Josh. There's, there's a West Coast game at 2 p.m. Yeah, I know. And then, and then I'm, I'm watching a game at 10 o'clock, and I'm, like, getting tired. And knowing this game's going to go to, like, 11.30. And so I, I got to decide, like, do I want to keep on investing for something oh, and yeah. fall asleep in, in the seventh inning? So then I get mad that I'm not going to be able to stay up for the rest of the game. So I just turn off in the fifth inning. So I've been watching a lot but, of kind of first to fifth innings um, and then being I have, irritated. I have no clue when the games are. You're right. I'll turn on the TV and be like, oh, it's already the fifth inning. I didn't even why, when the games start. Yeah. I have no clue. I mean, it's 9 o'clock, and the, uh, right now the Braves-Dodgers is in the bottom of the eighth. How's oh, that work? Because yeah, that was the early game. Yeah, because that was the early game. It, and that is in L.A. <laughs> but I thought. It's in L.A. And I, I could, I so it started at like 5 o'clock. No, I think it started at 5. It started at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So it sucks if you're a Dodgers fan because 2 p.m. you're in work. But Josh, think about it. It started at 5? And now it's 9. 5 Eastern. Right, and now it's 9 and now it's Eastern? Nine. It's been going well, for four hours? <laughs> I don't know how these times work. But it started at 6. Did it start at 6? I don't know. I, thought it's, I think well, it started these at... These games, too, are so long. Yeah. Um... And, but on the one, but so yeah, I'm irritated about I'm that. I'm totally a Braves guy now. What's that? I'm totally a Braves guy now. Yeah. But on the other hand, like I, I find playoff baseball just so exciting, right? Just so exciting. <laughs> okay. I find all, the, well, all these so games, all these games have gone down to the end. Yeah, and like every this, pitch is kind of a huge deal. The crowds are super yeah. into it. Like I just from watching just the Orioles all year, like no one caring about them, to. To just team pack stadiums where every pitcher right. matters. Um, it's just like to me, just there's something about baseball, playoff baseball, that's just so fun to watch. So the um, I've been enjoying that aspect of it. The Braves have hit two walk-offs. Yeah. 
and the game is tied right now going into the, into the uh, whatever, eighth, bottom yeah. of the eighth. If I was a Dodger fan, I'd be nervous I'm going to see another walk-off. Yeah. And the Braves were underdogs going into that series, so. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so since I am in Northeast Florida, I'm now a Braves fan. Yeah. So it's time to get me a, a throwback Nick Barcakis <laughs> jersey. Yeah, I mean. And uh, I'll, I'll make the trip up for the World Series. I've always wanted to see my team in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, I think my other thing is, I don't, as far as, I don't have that sort of rooting interest. Like, I'm rooting for the Red Sox to lose. I, I mean, I'm not conflicted about the Astros. Oh. Um, like, I no. like Jesse Baker, and I hate the Red Sox. I don't hate the Astros. Also. I hate the Red Sox. Right. So I'm rooting for the Red Sox to to lose yeah. as well. Also, Braves fans act like they've been there's been a struggle for them their entire the entire life. The Braves were one of the most dominant teams in the nineties. Oh, growing up, they were yeah they they won the yeah. at least just marking the. But you talk to a Braves year. fan, you talk about Braves fan, and they talk about their whole life a struggle to see the Braves back on top. Get over yourself. Okay, so but I'm a Braves so, fan. So, so now you're with me <laughs> about the obnoxious oh, Braves fans. Uh, Braves fans, are, yeah. Braves fans are obnoxious. I there's like one Braves fan I really like. Besides that, they're all obnoxious. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, yeah. All right, but I'm a Braves fan. <laughs> not to mention the whole game. I get him in the background. Uh, you know the the whole chop thing. Which, yeah, yeah. Have known, whatever. But the whole game, chill. Give it a rest. Do it in the seventh <laughs> in the stretch or something. Get out of your system. Why you gotta do it uh, every single pitch? Like, give it a rest. Right, and right, and you don't want guys. The Braves fan, you don't want to bring that attention to you. Look what it did to the Indians and the Redskins. Yeah, you're about to lose your team. Settle down. If you want to keep your team name, name, if you you're about to be the Atlanta Baseball Club, enjoy yeah. that. Well, that's still better than the Guardians. I like the Guardians. Guardians? I think the Guardians is a cool name. I'm, yeah, I, I think all the logos and graphics and all is crap, but I, I like the I like logo the, Guardians. Tom I like the name. Introduced the name. I like that video where Tom Hanks introduced the name. I did not see the video with Tom Hanks, but I like the Guardians. I like that it's based on the big bridge in Cleveland, so I like that. So the Guardians of Traffic or something like that. Yeah, that's really cool. It's the name the of the Guardians bridge. Of traffic. I know. It's, right. Um, yeah. Uh, at least no one would right. be offended by an Oriole bird. Uh, you never know. Peter, Peter might come out after us at some point. That's why if I was Washington, I would stay Washington Football Club and not choose a mascot because you're going to offend someone. Well, and let's face it, Washington offends, the football team offends people enough week in and week out, both on the field and off the field, that they, they, they could lose. I mean, they, they could use as little drama as possible. All the Sean Taylor stuff this past week. Just did, you, did you see? Did you see Mahomes' yeah. brother? What? Well, why, why would they have like someone was tweeting out? They they, they did the they honored they, the street name for Sean Taylor, and they and yeah. they took the picture, and behind the picture of all like the players is just a row of porta johns, and then they did a photo op with the owner, and the owner is in like a hoodie, like doesn't look professional at all. They, like, all the family. And then there that was the team, field, everyone standing on his number. It was just, right, they had it roped off to force everyone onto the number really, instead of off the number. It made no it was sense. So terrible. Yeah. Not to mention they also announced the retirement three days before the game. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that too. And even like, like family members three days before the game. Yeah, three days before. Yeah. It was like a, I don't know, like did they misunderstand that the Gruden emails didn't hurt them? It hurt Gruden, and they felt like yeah, we gotta spin this story. Yeah, yeah maybe that Bruce Allen connection. I don't understand where this came from. When the Ravens retire, when the Ravens retire a number or do a Ring of Honor, they announce it in the off season, so tickets will sell and people will be the there. Do everything right, and the and the Ravens don't do it in a game where you're gonna get blown out. Yeah, that too. You don't do it. The Chiefs are coming to town. You're the Washington Football Club. Yeah. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, there's yeah, there's just. That whole organization's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, yes. All right. Yeah. If, you, if you're ever irritated at Peter Angelos, just think of Dan Snyder. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get out of here. All right. I'm gonna go yeah. catch the end of this Dodgers uh, Braves game now. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Braves guy, so I'm gonna go do the same. Let's see what happens. I am gonna I'm gonna see you this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I'm flying down Thursday. Now, do you guys have plans for when you're down here? No, I have a conference I need to kind of be on the computer for on Friday for a little bit. Okay. 
Okay. Exactly when. I don't think so. So, see, I know the way you guys travel. You guys have two modes of travel. Either you travel, no plans, we're going to relax, or you travel with, here's the itinerary for our time. Oh, no, I haven't even so, talked to Emily really about it, so there's no itinerary. Okay, so you don't So you don't know. Yeah, maybe she has an itinerary. I have no itinerary. Okay, you don't know. All right. Well, I'm picking you up from the airport. I know that. Yeah. I'm just happy to have no kids for the weekend. <laughs> exactly. It'll be nice. I got. A, I had my kids this weekend uh, for the first time for my weekend with the girls, and we had a great time out on the beach and doing some mini golf and doing all the fun stuff. Now that I'm living out on the beach. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you can follow us on social media platforms, all the normal ones. You can also follow Josh and some dating app ladies. You can follow me on, on, on Twitter. Maybe, maybe I'll give you an update next week yeah, on that. You can follow me on, uh, you can follow the show on Facebook and, in, and Instagram and Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Taroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens and go Braves, I guess, and go Astros. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.